This is the 1230 TWC Business Beat Radio with Jackie Groundsell on Love to Beat Radio. Hello, 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 hello. And it's Jackie Groundsell here on Love to Beat Radio with my show today. It's Monday, so it must be 1230 TWC Business Beat. How was your weekend? What glorious weather we had yesterday and again today. Now, before we get into the beat of the thing itself, I must explain my self-indulgence there. Last week, I was saying happy birthday to my granddaughter as well as as the rest of the world who had a birthday last Monday. Yesterday was Claire, my daughter's birthday. So... Um, my guest today is Annabel Kay and she will be joining me at around about three o'clock. So please do stay tuned in for that. Let me tell you a little bit more about 1230 The Women's Company. Some of you I know will know about us um, and thank you for listening today. And some of you may not. So I mentioned Penny, my business partner. Um, we launched officially 12, what became 1230, the women's company, in 2002. So we've been going 21 years now. My background is IT training and I needed to make contacts for that business that I set up in '98. Gosh, that's a long while ago, isn't it? And um, NatWest RBS was running a a three-day business course for startups back then. Um, And it was three days for free near Bromley North. And I went along there, picked up some really useful tips and along the way, obviously, met Penny there. We didn't know each other, but we were both um, local to and in the borough. And... um, she was web design and sometime after we had met she sent me a message saying that she'd come along come across some women in IT who were meeting up in London for a drink and if things went well we could have dinner because it was evening time would I like to go now some of you may know this story already so you know what's coming so (laughs) I said to Penny no thank you I don't do all women's events, Tupperware parties and coffee mornings. Um, And no offence to anybody who did or does that at the time, which is what I said. Um, And I always blame my dad for being direct in that respect um, because he came from Yorkshire. But the thing was, I didn't know Penny very well at that time. And I thought, maybe that's a step too far maybe I should go and let's go along and see so the story goes that I was dragged screaming and shouting by the roots of my then red and black hair as opposed to pink and black now um, to this gathering of women Um, had you asked me at the time I would have said to you that I was used to working in a male environment because I had pre-setting up my IT training business been working with architects and quantity surveyors who predominantly at that time were male. Um, But what I hadn't considered was that the fact that I worked for um, a charity, um, 
having set up my own business and also I was working in education and in the IT industry. Now, the IT industry, particularly on the technical side, is quite male-dominated, but the rest of all that is actually female, quite a lot of female-dominated um, businesses within that, which I hadn't, I really hadn't thought about it. I just thought I was working. <laughs> End of. Anyway, so along I go to this evening... Penny and I were the only ones in, in this group. I think there was about 27 women there who um, Penny and I were the only ones who actually knew each other. And, and as I've just said, we didn't know each other very well then anyway. Um, nobody else knew each other. But it was such an eye opener to me because everybody was chatting and sharing and what their businesses were and I can help you with that and getting diaries out and making meetings and it really was a, a huge eye-opener so that was that time moves on a little bit and Penny and I decided that we would share some office space together in the city in um, actually in Coldbar Square which is a super little square in Clerkenwell um, so we were there um, and we we did attend a couple more of like meetings as, as this was uh, in that evening and told those women that we were actually going to share this office space together and they said, well, okay, when you get there, give us a shout and perhaps, perhaps we can meet up for lunch. And that's actually what we did. We um, went into a little restaurant around the corner, which no longer exists, called Little Bay, which was quite quirky, had its own ambiance and really was quite fun in itself, let alone the fact that we could have a room to ourselves. So that very first meeting that we set up, well, actually it wasn't a meeting, it was a lunch Um because afterwards everybody put their money out to pay for their lunch and we were sorting all out the coins and everything. Not so much of the pay-by-card in those days. Um, and that's what we did. That was our very first lunch stroke meeting. And we thought, even on that very first one, we thought, actually, this looks really good. It's maybe we're not getting any business out of it, which I don't think we either Penny or I did actually directly. But we could see everybody there was getting on so well and sharing and desires were coming out and people were saying, you know, let's let's do this again. So it was decided by popular demand that we would actually do it again. So that's what we did. Um and we said, okay, let's 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 go for a month's time. So that's what we did, and moved on a bit. So we had a couple of those more, and Penny and I were also business advisors with what was then the local chamber of commerce, and they had a training arm as well. And they, but they said to us. We've been trying to help business women in the area, but we're not getting anywhere. Can you make any suggestions? So we said, well, we have this lunch in Clerkenwell in the city. We could run a lunch for you if you like. And this one lunch, 54 women booked in. Amazing, because then there really wasn't anything out there to support business women. And certainly networking in those days was such a rude word that um, people really didn't want to talk to you unless you could buy directly their product or their service. Anyway, 
So we had this lunch in Bromley um, and a couple more of those in Bromley still doing the Clark and Well ones. In Bromley, some, um, as those of you who are local, and this radio station is based in Penge in south-east London, um, will know that Orpington, for example, takes a little while to come in and book. And we had a couple of women who said, could we run a group for you in Orpington? And you can tell that by this time, eventually, pardon the pun, Penny, but the penny dropped that actually this was extremely helpful to business women in both the locations that we were actually holding these lunches. So we sat down, worked out the inevitable business plan to see where we were going to go with this and how this was going to grow. And we actually, although it involved a lot of work at the time, we were very fortunate at that time because, as I said just now, really there wasn't anything out there to support women directly. Um, and they and they were just so keen to come to what we now developed into meetings, proper structured meetings with lunch. Um, so going from there, what we developed was um, good venues that did serve good food, um, wrapped around the fact that we had a structured meeting. And at these meetings, everybody had the opportunity to introduce themselves. Our timing is one minute. Um, but, but the one minute is actually the maximum amount of time you don't need to take up that amount of time. And some of you will have heard the story where I went to a networking event, which was mixed. It was guys as well. And because um, I'm not anti-guys, as you'll know from the fact that I've got three children. Uh, <laughs> the um, <coughs> Excuse me a second. <coughs> the... Um, The one, the meeting that I went along to, I think people got 45 seconds and a few people had said their bit and told people about their businesses um, and perhaps what help they might have needed at that time. And this chap stood up and he just stood there when it was his turn. He literally stood there in complete silence. Not a word, not a snicker from him, absolutely nothing at all. Well, you can imagine that people were thinking and nudging each other and saying, is he okay? What's going on? Um, but of course, in complete silence, we sort of try to do this, not to disrupt the atmosphere, as it were. Anyway, when his time was up, he said, okay, you want to know about me? I'll be over there in the corner. Come and find out. And of course, he was absolutely swamped. Everybody laughed, but they all wanted to find out about him. Um, so the power of silence is an amazing thing. But of course, he, with that um, group, he couldn't aim to do that frequently on that basis because it obviously would lose its impact. Um, but what an amazing thing to actually do and to be able to stand there because you think 45 seconds, okay, that's not very long. But actually, when you're standing there, it is quite a long time. Um, but, and of course, 
the following up is the most important thing or is one of the most important things as well because you need to make sure that you maintain that contact and it's about building the relationship 1230 the women's company doesn't do sales doesn't do heavy sales but of course that happens one hopes and sometimes if people have got a product that they take along there they might make some sales some immediate sales at that time but our meetings are all about actually building a relationship so that you go regularly you know that person you don't necessarily use their services or buy their products but because they go there regularly when somebody says to you actually Jackie do you happen to know a bookkeeper who I could use, who you might be able to recommend. And I may never have used that big bookkeeper, but I can in all honesty say to that person, well, look, they come to our meetings on a regular basis. Um, I can put you in touch if you like. And then that's down to them, whether they take up this opportunity or not. So what I tend to do when I'm making a connection for somebody is to do it generally by email. So I will email the person that wants a connection with the person who uh, they are interested in because everybody will expect me to be able to do that. So I make that in connection. I say, Joanne, please meet um, Annabelle. Annabelle, please meet um, Joanne. And I put a link in so on each of their names so that they pe both people can actually see about each other before they go ahead and um, have a conversation. So that's one way I make my connections for people at the meetings. And another reason why I tend to go to as many meeting, as many of our meetings as possible, because then I can cross repair. We were got the wrong teeth in today. Um, I can cross refer people across the groups, because the hosts obviously know the people who attend their meetings. Our hosts are like chair chair people, um, and just um, lead people in through the various aspects of the meetings. Um, but they won't necessarily know across the groups if they haven't been to those groups themselves. And so you're saying to yourself, well, that Jackie, 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 what actually happens at your meetings? Well, obviously we have great food. <laughs> but aside from that, as I've just mentioned, everybody gets the opportunity to deliver a one minute. And that one minute is your maximum amount of time. If you want to stand in so total silence as a one-off, like that guy did, or if you can get your message over in 10 seconds, that's fine as well. You don't have to maximise your uh, time. And one of the things, regardless of where you go, is that you don't for networking is that you should never run over your time. Some um, organizations are absolutely strict about that, and of course, the worst possible thing is that you're in mid flow with explaining what your offering is to people who are, who are there, um, and then you get chopped off which is not good. It's not a good look. So do be careful about that. Write out your one minutes or 30 seconds or whatever it is you've got. Go into the bathroom 
look in the mirror and talk to yourself and you will get used to the sound of the words that you're saying and that's not to say that everything you say each time is exactly the same but you will get used to that momentum and you'll get used to that um, length of words uh, or length of t talking um, I remember when I was learning to drive I was with my dad or my dad was with me because I was doing the driving um, and I said to him well how do I know without looking at the speedo that I'm doing 30 miles an hour and he said just listen to the engine and of course he's, he was right you listen to the engine and you know yourself you get to know your car um, and it's the same with delivering a talk you will with a little bit of rehearsal a little bit of practice you will get used to how long that time actually sounds and what words you can actually get in there um, so I think you've had enough of me for a moment 1230 TWC Business Beat Radio Mondays 2 till 4 p.m. UK time Tips, inspiration, fun, tunes For and from business women On all the socials www.1230.co.uk At Love to Beat Radio So, coming back to the meetings And what actually takes place in those as I mentioned already, uh, everybody gets the opportunity to introduce themselves. And again, we're not about sales. So it's about what you actually offer. How can your business actually help somebody else? So I mentioned a bookkeeper earlier, but um, for example, if an accountant stood up and said, I am an accountant, you'd probably just glaze over. Or coming back to me as an IT trainer, if I stood up and said, I am an IT trainer, equally you would glaze over. Um, but with the accountant, if the accountant said, actually, give me 10 minutes of your time and I can save you some money, you perhaps might be a bit more interested in that. One of the things that you can also do is to take props with you as well. And I recall one of our members who was an accountant actually took a jar of jelly beans and that was all about counting the beans and seeing where they went for your business and how it worked. Similarly, with me or anybody else as an IT trainer, if I actually said, well, give me some of your time and I can make using your computer much easier, more fun and help you to speed things up so that you get a bit of a break, you'd perhaps be a bit more interested in talking to me. So think about when you're when you get that opportunity to, to stand up and talk to people in a meeting, a networking meeting or an event, because sometimes you, you get that opportunity at events, um, think about how your business can actually help somebody else. And what do you actually put in it? At our meetings, everybody gets what we call our call out uh, our fold well they are folded cards everybody gets the opportunity to have these three cards and incidentally talking about opportunity the opportunity at our meetings isn't sledge driven that means if you don't want to do it you don't have to do it it's an opportunity that's there and sometimes but but i have to say very rarely Sometimes people who are new will say to me, I really don't want to do this. That's fine. And sometimes I can see some people, <coughs> excuse me, who are quite terrified at the prospect of doing th their introduction. You don't, at our meetings, you don't have to do this. You really don't. 
But what I tend to find is that when people say they don't want to do it, I put them new people. I tend to, when we're going around the room and doing things, I tend to invite a member to start us off and maybe one or two members. And then the new person is next. So they're not sitting there terrified, waiting for their time to actually say something. And when they can see other people actually doing this, they usually think, well, actually, I can't be any worse than that. And they will stand up and they'll do it. And they can also feel the sense of support in the room. Everybody is there for the same purpose. Everybody is there to make connections and to support each other. And I have to say, I do think that women are particularly good at doing that. That's not to say that the guys aren't, but they're learning. So, <laughs> um, so in these little cards, why do you have these cards? Well, Inside, there is a guide, our one-minute guide. And our suggestion is that you actually start off with your name and your company name. Um, and then the bits in the middle will obviously vary dependent on who you're talking to and what your needs are. So, for example, maybe your business is wholly online. So... You can tell people, I only operate on the internet. You can get my service or you can get my products online. Or it may be that you only operate between, um, let's say, being local here in Bromley. You can say we, you only operate on um, a 45-mile radius of the M25. Anything at all that is absolutely relevant to you that you will obviously vary each time you're, you're going. Um, so... And then you finish up with your name and your company name. And as you're doing that, have your cards and flyers. Yes, business cards are still relevant. I'll tell you about those in a moment. <laughs> um, because afterwards, people can then, when they've got your card or your flyer, they can actually associate you with what you've said, what they've written down. And by the way, always take pen and paper with you to any meetings or any events you go to because you don't want to miss out on an opportunity. So that's a guide. And I'll come back to that in a second. But on the other side it's black of this card, it's blank because it is there a space for you to actually make your notes and take them away with you. And on the reverse are all our contact details. So what is also f useful, we, f uh, we find, is that obviously, you need, as I've mentioned before, you need to vary your opportunity for an introduction. Um, and whilst I would suggest that you still maintain at the beginning of it that you have your name and your company name and at the end you have your name and your company name, is that maybe at the beginning, just before you say your name and your company name, that you throw in a question. For example, supposing your business is in travel, um, you could say, um, because you're actually, you do tra tailored holidays, for example, so you could say, has anybody here had a, a holiday actually planned for them that went disastrously wrong? Now, Often, well, not, yes, often, I'm going to say, there is at least one person who will put their hand up. Even if they don't, it doesn't matter because you've asked that question. Um, and then 
with that person, you can say, okay, well, you need to talk to me later on, don't you? Because I can make a really wonderful holiday for you. And then you go on with your name, your company name and the bits that are relevant to you. So I mentioned the accountant with their jelly beans in the jar. If you can actually get your um, get some sort of prop there as well. Um, somebody I know was actually involved in insurance on um, computers. And one day they took in a keyboard that had had coffee spilt over it. And so that was a sort of demonstration of a disaster that had happened in an office and how he as involved in the insurance that would have covered that and protected the um, business could actually help them. So if you can, try and get a prop there because that makes it a little bit different. I'm sure you've all heard about the salesman and his outlandish ties um, and how he becomes the the salesman who wears those awful ties but isn't he a nice guy and doesn't he do a great job that's the sort of momentum that you actually want to be building with your business um and these cards everybody at the meeting is given three now the reason for that is obviously that they keep one themselves but also is the fact that as they we'll be talking to other people, not at that particular meeting, but people outside that meeting, then they will be obviously recommending 1230, the women's company, um, to other people. And so they can hand them their car- hand them one of these cards to keep and ask them if, in fact, they would like to go on our mailing list. Because obviously, you know, that's really, really important. So how did we get the name 1230 The Women's Company? Most of you will know, even if you're not a regular listener, that we are called 1230 The Women's Company and we meet at, ta-da, 1230, usually. (laughs) Um, The radio slot is obviously two to four, so that doesn't fall into that category. Um, And the reason for that is when, when Penny and I first started, um she she um because she was web designed she actually took over the the web development side of things for us and she'd bought the domain name solo girl but standard practices that you'd buy the .co.uk and the .com and she at the time she could only get the .co.uk but then she found out what sologirl.com was and we swiftly changed to <laughs> the women's company um, but further along the line we did have somebody tried to piggyback on us and rather than actually once we climbed off the ceiling with anger um, rather than actually take the whole matter to court which we did actually have a case to do um, we decided or at least one of our managers we used to have managers then rather than hosts um she said, well, we, met, we meet at 12.30. Can't we do something with that? And, of course, you can see where that actually came from because, yes, we could do something with that. We became 12.30, the women's company, networking for business women. Where do you find us? If you don't know already, we're on all the W's at 1230.co.uk. Any of the social medias, you'll find me, Jackie Groundsell, on the um, on Twitter, on uh, LinkedIn, Facebook, etc. You'll find me there. Just type my name into Google and I will pop up. 
Um, and also, so do get in touch with me if you'd like to know more about 1230. You can actually sign up to get our newsletter on the website. And also, obviously, you can um, book into our meetings. If you look at the calendar, you'll find those details there. So I'm broadcasting here from Love to Beat Radio. And as our illustrious, illustrious leader, Edwin Christie, always says, that's L-O-V-E. D-A-B-E-A-T Radio. We're based here in London, in South East London, in Penge. Um, and the sun's shining, so it's absolutely glorious. I can see out of the window here that it's absolutely beautiful day out there and I hope you are all happy and lovely. This is the 1230 TWC Business Beat Radio with Jackie Groundsell on Love to Beat Radio. And welcome back into the studio. I just had somebody buzz in, but I don't know who they are. Poor lady standing there. I can see her on the security camera, but I don't know the company that she wants, so I can't help her, unfortunately. Um, now, my guest, Annabelle Kay, is here with me ready to go so Annabelle can you hear us okay I can hear you thank you can you hear me wonderfully wonderfully yeah no that's that's great so how are you we've got I've been waxing lyrical about the fact that we've got some beautiful sunshine here what's it like with you it is beautiful sunshine actually and I'm looking out of my window because my desk is on the ground floor and there's a little mini hedge outside my window and I'm seeing what looked to me like sparrows, but don't take this as literal because I'm not very good on one bird versus <laughs> Little brown jobbies, as my husband calls them when he photographs them. Um, and sort of flitting in and out the hedges, I think they're looking for somewhere to nest. So spring has uh, definitely sprung. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, do, you, do you remember there used to be some little books called I Spy With My Little Eye? And they had a series of animal ones um which were birds as well did do you go do you remember those or not no. i remember they existed i can't <laughs> remember reading them perhaps that's why i don't know what kind of bird that is <laughs> annabelle um well, obviously we've got our regular listeners who know all well as much as one is allowed to know about you and your business um but with our new listeners they don't so in the first place would you actually like to introduce yourself please my name's Annabelle Kay and I'm from Coffee Crunch and I am all about helping micropreneurs with contracts and GDPR compliance issues and helping you actually get paid because if you're in the service sector like me, you'll know how difficult that can be despite the fact you've done a really grand job. So Coffee Crunch is really predominantly a brand helping micropreneurs but we do have quite a few small businesses now. We seem to be acquiring big micropreneurs in our little niche interesting isn't it how the how businesses evolve anyway but i think you know nothing stands still does it uh, and obviously no. we wax lyrical or not wax lyrical but we go back to covid and how much that has actually changed our lives have you noticed anything predominantly that has changed in the development or you were sort of saying that you've got big entrepreneurs now so i mean how how is it working with you with your client base well the rising costs have driven to us as it does every time we have am i allowed to use the word a recession 
I know it's not really a recession because you've managed not to have negative growth for three quarters, but it sure as goodness feels like one when you come to pay your lecky bill, doesn't it? Yeah. So what tends to happen in my business and that happens is we get a lot of new customers um, starting out because they are getting second jobs or what some people call side hustles and they need support and they need contracts and they're a very different group of customers from people who decided a year ago to become a virtual assistant or a web designer and went off and did courses and got themselves a coach and are getting our contracts and compliance as part of a bigger picture these tend to be people skidding to a lot of midnight going i've got a client i've got a contract i need you to tell me what i'm doing right now so it's very very different so while we're always pleased to have new customers they place completely different demands on us to people who are on a course who are planning to go live next month mm. it's all very do it now and and the big change this time which we've never had in a recession before is you've got a lot of customers coming through to us through tiktok which is amazing because oh. as far as i know i'm not even on tiktok that's interesting um, but a lot of the coaches we work with are on TikTok. That's the new trend. And they definitely struggle with the words in the contracts in a way that people who come from blog posts, emails, uh, web pages don't. Because in the main, they're, they're full of words, aren't they? Written down. I mean, you might put a video on or a picture, but they're basically words. And of course, TikTok is all about video. Yeah, it's visual. And um, I'm actually thinking that not this next generation of coffee touch contracts, but the generation after that probably will have to be videos and pictures. I'm, yep. I'm thinking of creating video contracts. Yep, yep, that sounds an, an excellent idea because not not only as you say you've got this evolving with a TikTok um, um, client base, but also everybody does things in a different way, don't they? Some people are audio, some people are visual. Um, so, yeah, I think that's an excellent idea, Annabelle. Yeah, I mean, it's just a question of how long a video is it going to be. Yeah, not long. That's you know, the thing, isn't because it? Because when you read something, you can kind of go back to the first paragraph and read it again and have a thought. A video, and we know this with our onboarding videos, goes forwards, doesn't it? So if you lost concentration for a moment or something happened, you miss a bit and then you get further down and you think, what? I've no idea what anyone's talking about. If you know how your own cognition works, you back up the tree and start over. If, on the other hand, you think this is the moment to call for help at three in the morning and not get your questions answered, that's what you do. But it's very different medium. And although we already break down our onboarding videos into three and five minute sections, your typical TikTok videos, you know, is a lot shorter than that. Yeah, yeah. So the challenge of creating a legally binding document, particularly one that handles cross-border data transfers, in one minute segments it's quite epic actually quite a challenge that really isn't it i'm not sure we can rise to meet it i think we need the laws to be a lot simpler before the videos can be shorter yeah i don't know it is quite a challenge though isn't it to try and fit in with a different different type of market and as you say rightly say with with tiktok you've only got a nanosecond almost haven't you in terms of um yeah. how that all works and it, it's a different market with different communication preferences and different attention spans yes. because obviously if someone comes to you having read a blog post and you're not blog posts about these days it, it takes five or six minutes to read it you kind of know they can concentrate for five or six minutes because they got to the end and click the button 
But if they come to you having watched a 30 second video, all you know is they can concentrate for 30 seconds. Mm. Now, obviously, some of those people can concentrate for hours, but there's no way of knowing, you know? And they're very much used to having, if you look at TikTok with the dances and, you know, there's a reason why I picked today's track, they're, they're one thought wonders, aren't they? Nobody does a video that goes, look at my cat and here's a recipe. And by the way, I've been considering philosophy this week, do you know? No, no. They're it... all one thought wonders. And of course, legal contracts are multiple thought wonders. So... However simply you put them. So I'm thinking about that. Maybe if there's anybody in our audience who knows how to convert legal copy to 30 second TikTok videos, Get hold of me. You're the person I need to hear from next. So maybe the TikTok video is just a little snippet of you having a dance, maybe? Something like that? Yeah, but then because they're used to 30 seconds, they expect everything we deliver to come in 30 second bursts, you see? Yeah, yeah. No, it's... it's I mean, it's... getting clients on TikTok, I mean, I don't want to sound smug, but because our affiliates and associates are out there on TikTok, it's not me out there. Yeah, but once they arrive, that's what they're used to. And yes. I mean, they're lovely and they're more than welcome, and I really enjoy it. But sometimes you just have to sit back and realise that they've come literally from another place. Yeah, well, definitely, definitely one for a, a bit of research, isn't it? That's for sure. Yeah, everything you wanted to know about contracts in thirty seconds, go. The first question is, what sort of contract is it you want? Don't know. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Interesting, challenging, you know, keep the old grey sales going. Yeah. Matters, Hercule Poirot would say. <laughs> I don't think he's on TikTok either. Oh, no, probably not. <laughs> the, um, the, the piece, the track that you've chosen, and I always say that one of the reasons I particularly love doing this radio show is because it actually introduces me to a whole wealth of music that I would never ordinarily have come across and this and your choice this week is something that I've not come across so would you like to tell our listeners what it is and why you've chosen it and why it's particularly of interest or appeals to you but it, it's a piece called Jerusalem and it's very apt given what we've just been talking about it was a massive TikTok hit during the lockdown because people did a little dance to it Ah. And if you um, go on YouTube and, you know, put the word Jerusalem, which is Jerusalem with an yep. M, yep. you will see police crews, ambulance crews, kids in school, sailors, everybody doing this little dance. So it was this generation's version, I guess, of the Macarena. That's slightly showing my age, isn't it? <laughs> um, and it was a big hit during COVID when I think we all needed a bit of cheering up. And also particularly for people who were locked inside on their own or in with small groups of people they could contact. It was a way of feeling part of a bigger crowd, I think, to learn the steps and do it alongside people. And I didn't learn the steps or do it. I mean, I spent most of lockdown writing contracts with people who were going out of their mind because they'd gone into new fields and they needed to make that work. Yeah. But um, it reminds you of the period, but at the same time, it's an incredibly happy piece of music. And... I think there was tendency. I mean, I noticed, I spend a lot of time on social media because 
my business is online, it's promoted online, and you can't really get, I don't do Facebook, when you run Facebook support groups, you know, it's just mm. not possible. Mm. But it's incredible how miserable people are at the moment. And I realise, you know, lots of people are miserable because they can't pay their bills. Some people are miserable because they don't like their job. And there's lots and lots and lots of reasons to be miserable. But it doesn't make life any easier, does it? No, no, it doesn't. 12.30 TWC, Business Beat Radio, Mondays 2 till 4pm UK time. Tips, inspiration, fun, tunes, for and from businesswomen. On all the socials, www.1230.co.uk at Love to Beat Radio. Just a reminder that you are listening to 12.30 The Women's Company, 12.30 Business Beat. We are here every Monday, 2 till 4, except next Friday, because I'll be eating Easter eggs and I'll probably be digging in the garden and doing things like that if the weather is as lovely as it is today. Um, and another little reminder before I get back deep into conversation with my very, very good friend Annabelle Kay, as you can tell, um, is that... On the uh, following Monday is the menopause gang. As you might know, we have a hotspot there. So we've got our menopause gang with Fiona Catchpole and A.L.C. Petchley. And also outside the uh, menopause gang, Loretta Wright, who is Life in Magazines, will also be joining me as well. So do put that in the diary now. Take a look at the 1230 website, which is all the W's 1230.co.uk. Have a look at the calendar, see which ones fit in with you. They've all got um, their own regularity. So you'll be able to, if you miss one, you'll be able to book in for the others. And don't forget, we have early birds. So you can save yourself some pennies by catching that early bird first. Now I'm going to get my lovely Annabelle back online. You hear us okay, Annabelle? super duper so i know you're everywhere on socials and you you really are quite um extraordinary on all the things that you do actually manage to fit in but would you say that with social media that you have a favorite or i know you said a moment ago that you're finding that you've got clients in tiktok which you weren't anticipating um what do you are you finding that any in particular other than tiktok works for you on a regular basis on social media well, I don't even know. I think I may have a TikTok account, but it's working for me because other people are talking about Coffee Clutch on TikTok, not yeah. me. I log in occasionally to look at cat videos or dog videos. That's about <laughs> Cat um, videos? I think that's me and most of the rest of the world, really. You haven't, I know you've got dogs. You haven't got cats. Why are you looking at cat videos? Because my customers aren't cat videos. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> So have you got any plans for Easter? Anything um, apart from, I guess you'll be doing a little bit of work, will you? Um, do you know, the best laid plans of mice and men are always ganging alive around here, as they say. Last week on Friday, I moved number one son. Ah. And you know him. From, well, he'd already moved up from Cordy to Wiltshire, but into the house he was buying because he had one of these quasi garting chancellor induced crises and it took him forever to move. Uh, and this Wednesday, number two son is moving from East London to Wokingham and I'm going to go and help them. So my plan for Easter is not to move house for anyone else. <laughs> 
yeah, it's it, people don't realise just how much is involved in that. It's, it, you know, particularly if you're doing it yourself. If you get a company that comes in and packs it, you just say go in, go all over the house Even and pack that, everything. Though, you know, it's incredibly stressful. Number two, so I've got a baby, so yeah. even if a toddling baby, even if everything's being packed and unpacked, but you've still got to stand there like a traffic policeman going, that goes in that room, that goes in that room, da, da, da. <laughs> but you can't have the baby escape while all that's going on. And they've got two cats, which have to be kept separated or they'll kill each other and mustn't <laughs> escape. So I'm sort of warden of the potential escapees, shall we say. <laughs> How old's how old's the grandchild now? Definitely, I'll be moving any double beds up and downstairs or anything like that. Hopefully, no. But um, I'll also be taking snacks because I don't know if you remember the last time you moved, but certainly the last time I moved with small children, we were supposed to. You know how it goes, complete at one o'clock, and we were outside at four o'clock with kids who were hungry, needed to go to the loo, da da da, because they just. Solicitors don't seem to be able to complete at lunchtime. They don't tell you completion is lunchtime, yep. but it isn't. No. And obviously you have to pack up and leave your house where you were, and you end up with three or four hours in isolation if you're not careful. Yeah, yeah. So I am did this on Friday, though we were only coming in then, not going out, you know what I mean? I took my camper van full of drinks in the fridge and with a working loo, not to be sneezed out if you're three hours on a driveway. Absolutely not. Um, <laughs> just to make life easier really so I'm, I'm not really doing what the packers and unpackers do but they sit there in the lobby waiting for the lawyers and the estate agents to say you're going you can go even yeah. though everyone's exchanged it's not like nobody knows it they just don't seem to be able to get finished i know I you complete at lunchtime and lawyers say to me well they can't can they so i said well why not complete someone at 9 a.m who's got a problem with that yeah yeah, I remember you had a real nightmare with with um, completion on yours, where you were actually uh, guiding your professional team um, to completion for you. Um, um, hopefully, your sons weren't quite as bad as that, were they? Inexperience. Are you there? I think the whole... Com well, I'm trying to think of a tactful way to put it. Does it stop me on an Annabelle rant? The way we buy and sell property in this country is broken. It's been severely broken for as long as I can remember, and it's definitely been made worse by lockdown. Yeah. There are conveyancing factories, if you like, offering to do your conveyancing for five or 600 quid, which means that people have got three or 400 files on their desk. So what they do is they look at the top of the file and if they can understand what needs doing, they do that. And if not, they get hold of you and ask you a question. Mm. And this goes on for 18 months. People need two or three mortgage offers. Some people need their surveys redone. Some people need their searches redone. There are too few people doing the job. And like all things, and I am a business owner and a believer in capitalism. You know, you're not talking to far west left communist here. But there are some things that you can ask to be done too cheaply. And if you need a professional pushing ahead on your file, getting it done, you probably don't want the office junior doing it at that price. No. But we have got so used to buying on price, we don't think about the consequences. And the same happens in a lot of areas in life. We want cheap food, despite the animal welfare and environmental issues. And I know many of us need cheap food because we can't afford expensive food. But... You know what I mean? Mm. The lowest price has consequences. Yeah. And the conveyancing market in this country for most of my adult life has been driving 
prices downward for most people, which means you're getting your file done by a semi-qualified person who's got far too much on. And the number of uh, conveyancing firms that are up for sale at the moment or, or even going bankrupt is astonishing because, of course, mostly they get paid when you complete. And guess what? It's almost impossible to do. Crazy, isn't it? Wait. Yeah. So they've got files that have been open a year and they're not going to get paid until the end. So yeah. it's a mess. And I don't know why we don't have the same system I'm in Spain. Go and ask Ali when, when you put an offering on property. I was, I, I was just thinking that because, in fact, I didn't realise till I spoke to Ali. Um, this is Ali Meehan, our, our mutual friend over in Spain. I didn't realise until talking to her fairly recently that how simple that process over there is of buying a house and you and yeah, you get the contents as well you if you want to house, you make an offer on it and that's a binding contract unless the owner has chuffed you and said it's in an absolutely idyllic area and it's actually over a nuclear power plant or something <laughs> you know there are a few get out of jail free cards but they're on that level you know yeah there's none of this well you've got to wait six weeks for searches and then you've got to wait to or months for the mortgage company to decide whether you've got an offer, even though you've had an offer in principle. I mean, the whole thing's a mess. And like so many things in our society, there's no joined up thinking. No. You know, people who want to move home want to sell the house they've got and move to the house they're getting. Mm. They don't want to have chains that collapse over three or four years, nervous breakdowns, not knowing where to put the. I mean, that's been an issue for number one, some. Number two, son with a baby, need to put child down for nursery. Where? Yes. Yeah. It's been going on for a year. So yeah. in the end, they paid to put the child's name down at various nurseries in various places on the off chance they might end up there. But that's ridiculous. Isn't it just? How, how old's, how old's um, your grandchild now? He's one now, but for preschool, he needs to be on the list now. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. so... It's, it's completely stupid, and it's because we're running a Victorian system, like our sewage is quintessentially Victorian, which is what's causing the problem, in a 21st century scenario. And yeah. it's not working, and nobody's invested the time to look at how things could be. We're a complete society obsessed with looking at how things were, and if we do start looking at how things could be, we look at cuckoo land. No doubt the next proposal will be that Australian sheep will do it more efficiently. <laughs> yeah, I know it's it's crazy, isn't it? I was in the hairdressers the other day and they've had ongoing, they've got movement um, in their building, in the... In the um, foundations of their building um and and there's three or four other shops in that row who are affected in the same way um and she was saying and I'm, i mean this has been going on for months that is, they've got to close for a couple of weeks well if they've been told they're a couple of weeks maybe it's going to be longer because once they actually get digging in there they don't know what they're going to find um in terms of drainage because apparently they are the end of the drain run and that's what's causing this problem because she showed me on that they've got laminated floors and, you know, where you can see the joins, as it were, which is part of the decoration, if you like. Um, they've got bigger gaps between the laminated uh, pieces where it's stretched and also the floor is moving so that their trolleys roll from one side of the room to the other. Um, 
but it's taking forever and they don't know when it's all going to come to come together plus the fact as i say once they start digging they don't know what they're going to find underneath there i don't think um so well, let's hope they can find suitably skilled people to actually do the work well yeah I think so. I think so. It's not. Um, I'm just sort of keeping an eye on the time because I don't want us to crash into the adverts unnecessarily. So this is just a reminder of um, I'm Jackie Groundsell, 1230 The Women's Company. We have monthly lunchtime meetings online as well as offline. And the one this week is in Orpington in the restaurant called D'Angelo, which is fabulous in there. Um, so do have a look on, on the website under the calendar, book yourselves in and I look forward to seeing you then. And as I've mentioned before, every Monday except high days and holidays, Easter Monday being included, I won't be here. Um, but some of the other presenters I know will be with their shows. So I'll be back here on the 17th with my menopause gang, plus Loretta Wright from Life in Magazines. So Annabelle, would you like to finish how you can actually, people can find you, or have you got anything burning that you actually want to share with everybody before we crash off into some music and adverts? Bernie, <laughs> don't get me smarted. <laughs> we'd have to have another program entirely for you, I think. Very sort of Annabelle's rants, really. But no, what I'm really concerned about at the moment is just how difficult it is to get the simplest things done and how expensive it is. Mm -hmm. um, you know, nursery care costing more than <gasps> most people's wages. Yeah. You know, house moving taking a decade. Okay, these are a bit first world problems, aren't they? But mm. I've also got mates who are really struggling to, to pay their bills and eat. I mean, the warmer weather is a blessing for that, but that doesn't give us any real solution for next winter, does it? No, no. And then, I mean, we haven't, I know we, you know, everybody's particularly concerned about climate change, but really we haven't had seasons for ages. Um, and, you know, as. No. as and um, in that sense, it's a good thing. No, it's a bad thing for other things. Yeah. And, you know, minimum wage has gone up, what is it, 5% or something. And inflation's about 12%. Mm. But obviously, if you put a 12% increase on minimum wage, you'd bankrupt a lot of small businesses because mm. they can't pass on that sort of cost to their customers, can they? No, that, that's the problem, and it isn't it? It's been a bit of a muddle. And we we seem to be constantly robbing Peter to pay Paul. Yeah, it's just that knock-on effect. You're not Peter. Yeah, no, it is. It's that constant knock-on effect that um, everybody's experiencing. And I think, I mean, I I think the hospitality world, they definitely have taken a very hard hit, and hopefully, they are finding their way back because. Uh, it's, it's also difficult then to find their way back. When I went to a family event last weekend for my sins in Grimsby. Don't all rush right. at once. It's not the next in place to be. <laughs> and for one reason or another, Hummy decided to book perfectly ordinary hotels. So we had a hotel on the way up to break the journey because I've been working long hours and a hotel overnight when we got there. Um, so that when I came back the next day, I did one drive unbroken, not two in a weekend. Mm. I'm not 19 it's anymore, a lot. so I'm getting a bit much on top of the way. It's a lot. Back. And as my and dad so, used to say, it's the other idiots on the road, not necessarily you. Yeah, but, you know, tiredness could make an idiot of me and I thought better <laughs> not, you know. 
But yeah. each hotel, and I'm talking perfectly modest hotels here, you know, I'm not talking five-star, global, international, da, da, da. A place to lay your head was in excess of 100 quid. Yeah. yeah. So that weekend cost more than 200 quid in hotels. It, by the way, it also cost in a very modest Ford Fiesta car, you know, I wasn't driving a Merc or anything, mm. over 100 quid in um, petrol. Yep. Yeah. Before we talked about the price of a cup of coffee on the motorway. Yeah. Yeah. And basically, to go to a, a significant family birthday party cost us about part of 350 quid. Yeah, e easily, because then then yeah. you've got your gifts and what yeah. Uh, yeah. do you need a new outfit, et cetera, et cetera. Fortunately, it's not that side of the family. <laughs> so could, it was going an outfit you can zip up, John, which was good because I managed to find one in the end. <laughs> no, but it happens, though, doesn't it? Hospitality going to suffer. Yeah. They put their prices up, but who's got three hundred and fifty quid for the weekend? Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely, it is. And so it's it's not a virtuous circle because we don't book hotels unless it's for business and we have to. But we mm. don't book hotels for fun anymore because it's too much money. Mm. Hotels either go out of business or get more expensive because obviously they need to charge more if they've got less guests, don't they? Yeah, absolutely. They absolutely they do. Absolutely they do. And then when you do check into the hotel, by the way, most of them are staffed by sweet little teenagers who not got the faintest idea what they're doing. <laughs> I know. You I know. know. It's not as if I've spent all that money. Your mind's put at rest and everything's easy. You have to end up explaining to the waitress how to use the till behind the bar, or you know how to do a job because they don't know. Because they're under-trained and under-supervised because all the people who knew what they're doing aren't here anymore. I know. And it's, Listen, um, I, we could go on for hours, couldn't we? It would be wonderful, but our time won't allow us. We've only got one minute left before the adverts are going to crash in. Annabelle, thank you so much for being my guest today. It's an absolute joy always to have you on the show. The podcast... Why would it make you miserable complaining about the madness of it all? No, no, no. We, we all need to let off steam, don't we? And everybody will be sitting there going, yes, 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 Annabelle, go for it, go for it. Because you, you can't disagree on that on that ground can you so thank you so much we look forward to when you can come and join us squeeze us in sometime into your busy schedule thank you to all my listeners thank you so much have a lovely easter everybody this is the 1230 twc business beat radio with jackie groundsell on love to beat radio